truth. You can't handle the truth. Talk the talk. Do you walk the walk? Good morning, Active FM. Trust you all well. Or should I say good afternoon or good evening? Whatever time you're hearing this, it's PK. I'm back. Last week I had uh, such bad flu, even my voice, you wouldn't have recognized me. You would have thought there's someone trying to impersonate me. I'm PK and my friend Luando is sitting here with me today. It's a very, very cold winter's day. And I see everybody's got beanies on and big jackets. And uh, yeah, we, we're having a, a lovely winter. The season for everything, eh? Mm. So, um, this morning, I would like to speak about what will you die from? I've been talking to people and because of COVID, people are terrified of death all of a sudden. It's like, it's a conversation most people are having. Will I die from COVID? Will I die from this? And then the new monkeypox. Will I die from monkeypox? So people have got this fear of dying. Um, some people, when I talk to them, they say they can't wait for the Lord to come back so we can just be finished with this world. And I find a lot of negativity around, you know, people's fear of this sickness, mm. which most of our youth in South Africa have not even been touched by. Mm. There's such a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit, you know, a few people that were under the age of 35 that were really affected by COVID. Mm. The biggest effects of COVID have been the economic effects. People are hungry. You know, they're not working. That's been the biggest effect of COVID. Late last night, I was laying there and I was just thinking, we, we, we're so scared of dying of COVID, but we, we forget there's other sicknesses, there's other ways to die. And uh, I just thought, I wonder how many people a year die of COVID. Now, the, the last year's record was 101,000 people died of COVID. Mm. Uh, mostly of those were over the age of 65. Mm. So under that, uh, you know, the rate was very low. And then I looked, I thought, I wonder how many people die of AIDS a year. Mm. And on average, since AIDS has been around, it's between 72,000 mm. and 85,000 people die. And I was thinking over the last 30 years, you're losing 75 to 80,000 people a year. Why didn't we call that a pandemic and yeah. shut the country down? Mm. Tobacco, between 45 and 55,000 people a year. And I'm thinking we, we didn't uh, have a shutdown of tobacco. Mm. We have 89, uh, sorry, we have 58 murders a day in South Africa. Mm. And they say that more than half of those are due to alcohol related incidences. Mm. We, we never shut down the alcohol. And the biggest killer in South Africa today is tuberculosis. 89,000 people. You can go and check on the websites. Mm. The, there's a little bit of discrepancy here and there because of different, um, you know, KZN, Durban, you know, that type of thing, and then Johannesburg. But it's 89,000 people die a year, every mm. year, since, let's go back to 1994, we mm. were free. And nobody's done a shutdown with that. Mm. So every year... We have between 450,000 to 550,000 people die in South Africa of what we would call unnatural causes. Mm. 
What is unnatural cause? TB is not natural. AIDS yeah. is not natural. Yeah. Drinking, smoking is not natural. So we don't shut our country down for that. But yeah. the biggest stat that really got me thinking, throughout Africa, every year, 3.2 million children under the age of five starve to death. And I started thinking, I was looking at this and I'm thinking, I'm looking at uh, American TV and BBC and CNN. Mm. All they talk about is get the vaccine. We want to save lives. They're not interested in saving lives in South mm. Africa. Otherwise, they would have had food programs. Yeah. There would have been programs around TB. There would have been programs around AIDS. Mm. It's just not happening. We need to understand that we in Africa, we alone here. Yeah. Mm. Um, we need to understand that all these so-called programs, and I look at the money that's been pumped into South Africa from America today, um, what did they say, 1.5 billion US dollars? Mm. Where's that money going? To help fund the advertising of vaccines that people aren't even sure that are working. Mm. So am I anti-vaxxer? Um, no, but I'm an anti-thing that they call a vaccination that's not a vaccination. And I think we're in a, in a difficult time in South Africa because we, we're listening to our leaders. We're allowing our leaders that are not educated, they're not doctors, and they are trying to tell us how we're going to survive. Mm. But yet I look at all these social issues and they've done nothing. Mm. I go to the hospitals, I speak to people there. There's not enough AIDS medication, yet we've got enough vaccines. We've got enough vaccinations but not enough AIDS uh, medication. Mm. Over lockdown, people that have had AIDS couldn't get their medication. Yeah. So you've got over two years, people that had HIV are now full-blown AIDS because they didn't have the medication. Yeah. So I'm looking at it, I'm saying, are they really trying to save our lives? Mm. If they are, their track record is poor. And when I say their track record, I'm not talking about any specific political parties. I'm talking about our country as a whole. Mm. Where are the people crying out for our children that are done? Where are the people crying out for the abortions that happen in South Africa mm. yearly, which are in excess of 300,000 abortions, and those are the ones we know about. Yeah. We're not even talking about the backdoor abortions. So uh, that's why this morning I wanted to speak on this and just see even yourself. Maybe you've got something to add there. Maybe you've got a stat that you read up on that I mentioned everything already. Yeah. <laughs> What are yeah, your thoughts um, there? Uh, um, last week, I did see something on um, on on online. Okay. And it's about... I, wa I was amazed, I won't lie to you, that South Africa is the rape capital of in the world. whole world. Absolutely. What are we doing about it? Yeah. So just looking at that, and um, one of the things that got my attention was the whole thing about, so they did a, a survey in different schools and they discovered that out of five, two boys have been raped. Sure. It's obvious mm. it's worse for women, but I didn't actually think that, you know, it, this thing has affected so many guys, yeah. you know, and um, so that's crazy. You know, uh, because of that, you, you start to think, what kind of a direction is this nation taking? You know, where, where are we heading to? I remember listening to an interview 
uh, one of the guys, I won't mention the name, is a, is a famous person. And um, so he had this clash with a, you know, those Kosa tribe mm. men, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so they're not loud. You, you can actually just see the way they talk. They're not loud people. Mm. They, they, they contained, you know, within themselves. So they won't say that much. You know what I'm saying? But if you sit down and you 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 actually listen, you will learn a lot. So this guy had a clash with uh, uh, with one of these uh, closer guys, mm. and he said, "This is a new South Africa, and we are heading to a bright future." And then, because obviously the guy is a, is a, is, a, is a presenter, but I started thinking, you know, <laughs> pondering on what you were saying, like, man, what do you mean? This is a new South Africa and we're heading to something that's good because it doesn't look like that. You know, um, one of the things that you also learn about is almost 70% of what is classified as black. So your South African natives, mm. you know, um, 70% of these kids, they actually almost, they live without their fathers. Yes. So that's, that, that, that's one of the things that, that, that's actually said. And, um, also, when it comes to, to, to the economy, and I was, I was actually looking at the states of South Africa in terms of our GDP, and I, I may not be that, you know, uh, uh, accurate, but at least, even the states that we get, by the way, they're not that accurate, but at least they give, us, yeah, they give us a picture of where we are and where we're heading to. So we appreciate that. So... I was looking at our population, so 60 million South Africans. And if you look at our, uh, our GDP, it's uh, 345 billion. Now, but if you look at South Korea, <laughs> <laughs> and they have a population of like 52 million people, and their GDP is actually 1.9 trillion crazy it's crazy it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) so i was actually thinking at that i'm like no man there's actually something wrong you know there's something wrong that's that that's going on with us because we're supposed to be doing even more so it's just one of the things and if you look at um if you look at the unemployment rate just alone now we're sitting at 35.3 percent you know it's it's sad and I know when, when, when uh, the first time Mandela went into, into office, so 1996, so the, the unemployment rate actually dropped from uh, 22 point something percent to 16 percent. Wow. But then what happened was that I actually checked the GDP. So since now there was more <laughs> employment, did, we, did the GDP increase? Okay. And guess what? It didn't. Wow. So I'm I'm thinking okay then what happened and I realized probably it was because of our like the the economy fiscal policy it was not really there to, to for a nation to increase its GDP but it was there just to uh, uh put people slot people into your government you know positions and all that and I realized that somehow that has actually harmed us you know I know sure. through through uh Tabumbegi I know that's when we we also had um, 
it was it, it was good because our GDP. He he should have been our president all along. Mm. He would have been thriving. Mm. An amazing man. Mm. So yeah, um, all these stats that I've given, I don't know if you. I took them off census of the website, the South African government website called yeah. Census 2022. So it's not my stats. Um, yeah. Somebody might be saying, "Who's this?" It's the South African government stats. Yeah. Do you know that 21.3% of children under the age of 17 in South Africa don't live at home? Mm. Okay. Mm. That means, because you're talking about sexual abuse and that. Yeah. My wife and I, over the years, we've counseled at many schools. And in 2016 and 17, we counseled 400 children. Mm. Um, of the 400 children, there were probably 60% young girls. Yeah. Okay. 90% of those girls had some sexual, um, mm. been raped or molested. Yeah. The boys was about 20%. Mm. We estimate the boys were higher because a lot of kids don't talk. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we talk about, you know, every, we have this thing, a woman's month, 16 days of activism. What do they actually think they're achieving by doing mm. that? You look at the woman situation in our country. We deal with it on a daily basis. Yeah. We see over the weekends how women ending up, the police specifically phoning and saying, I've got this woman, we don't know what to do. The police are not equipped to handle a situation like that. Mm -hmm. Domestic violence. Look at this young lady. The man is Afrikaans man um, and a white lady. They, he was beating her and they got it on film. He got a 20,000 rand fine. For beating his wife and i mean when i say beating he kicked her he beat her properly he beat her like as if she was a man and he walked away the twenty thousand rand fine so w what are we saying in this country yeah. you know has a woman got a value that we should be valuing her we, we talk about south africa being a christian nation mm. um by the stats it's not a christian nation yeah you know they might be christian by name but not indeed mm. They do not, they're not doing what Christians do. Yeah. And um, I think South Africa is heading for a very, very tough time because as poverty sets in, we also know that uh, crime against women and children increase as well. Yeah, definitely. The police, should, it shouldn't be a police's job. There should be another unit that does this type of thing. It's, it should be in the police. We, we have what we call social crime prevention in the police. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example. Boysen's police station has got one woman running social crime prevention, yeah. which is ridiculous. You know, they, they tend to think it's not their job. It's a police's job, but there should be a diff different specialized yeah. unit. If, if police and South African government were serious about the 16 days of activism, yeah. they'd be putting more police in charge of that mm. and trained police. Mm. Um, over the years, dealing with rape victims, we go to the police station. You cannot believe how they treat that woman. Yeah, and I, I would say it's n police have become desensitized to it. Not all of them, because there's some amazing policemen and women, mm. but when they have a woman like that, they should be treated differently. They don't. Yeah, it's just another case, um, and that's why a lot of women don't even go and report it because of the shame. There's a shame, you know. There's you get in there, you get ostracized, you get asked all these questions over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, a lot of people that we deal with over the years have had these things happen to them. Yeah. They've never, ever reported it. 
I had one young man that came and saw me when he was three or four. Someone had molested him. At the age of 21, he said, what should I do? I, I said, we, we need to report it, but don't think that something is going to happen. Mm. And he decided not to. But the fact is this. Our justice system is not geared for for victims. Yeah. It's geared there. If you've got a good lawyer, you get away with anything. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of the Bafana Bafana's um, uh, goalie that was murdered. Yeah. His case that's going on now. They've messed it up. That case, I mean, they don't know what they're doing. Will they ever find who murdered that young man? They won't. Mm. So we've got 58 murders a day in South Africa, of which more than 90% never, ever get solved. Yeah. Um, it's a tragedy. South Africa is a, 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 it's like a time bomb waiting to happen. Mm. Because people just do what they want when they want and they get away with it. Mm. Do you know that we've got a, a unit in South Africa that um, they teach people about um, serial killers? That people around the world get sent here to get taught in South Africa because we've got the most serial killers around the world. It's something that people just don't know about. Mm. The children that have been kidnapped, the families that have been kidnapped and held for ransom in South Africa. It is totally, people would, a lot of people would run away from this nation if they knew what was going mm. on. We're not informed. The police and the, the people that put the stats together hide certain things, like the vehicle hijackings. Mm. They said, no, no, we had a drop in vehicle hijackings. All they did was, if you're standing outside your vehicle and someone walks up to you, puts a gun against your head and takes your keys and takes your car, they call it vehicle theft. Mm. That's a hijacking. No, you've got to be in your car to be hijacked. Mm. What? So you understand what mm. they've done. They're using slight of word to say, okay, no, the hijackings aren't yeah. as bad as they used to be. Yeah. We're the hijack capital of the world. Yeah. We're the rape capital of the world. We The, the things that are going on in South Africa, that's why the, the name of this is, when will you die? Mm. And I'm not trying to put fear into people. But my thoughts were, we're waiting for the Lord to come. Mm. What? You know, Bible says tomorrow is not promised to anybody. Yeah, we we take care of today. Think of today. Those that you love, tell them today that you love them. Yeah, because life is not promised to anybody. Yeah, to, today might be the last. Yeah, so it's quite a, a not a nice subject to speak about, but the reality is in South Africa, your life is worth nothing to a criminal. Mm. And. Um, just looking around, I look at all the kids walking to school alone. Little little girls, man. Sad, eh? Walking to school alone. I'm like, like uh, mm. it's horrific. So um, we we got to do something in South Africa. And you know what we need to do? Mm. We need to stop relying on government. We need to stop relying on the police. We need to start taking our neighborhoods back. Community yeah. watchdogs. Community yeah. neighborhood watchers. Get together and say, we are going to take care of our neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I drove to a township the other day. I'm not going to say which one. And I went in there and I was looking for a specific house. Mm. And I'm, I'm like the only white man in the neighborhood because it's a black township. Mm. And there were two youngsters. I said, sorry, where's so-and-so? As soon as I sp stopped there, one lady came out. She said, what do you want here? Mm. I said, now I'm looking, she says, why are you talking to my children? And then next minute, you just see a lot of people coming. Mm. And when I spoke to the guy, he says, we don't have trouble here. 
He says, if there's a problem, the ladies blow their whistle. He says, everybody comes. Ooh. He says, you don't mess here. You will, you'll get a uh, mm. township uh, uh, court case. He says, they mm. fix you there then. They kill you. That's it. You come and play with our kids, you die. Mm. And I thought, hmm, they don't have problems there. He says, me, I can go out here. I leave my gate and door open. I don't have a problem. And I'm thinking, where I live, people lock themselves behind security doors mm. and this and We don't know our neighbors. Mm. So, you know, my street we do. We, we've got a good tight-knit neighborhood. But the fact is, if South Africans do not start standing up and taking responsibility for their street, for their neighborhood, we're wanting the, the, the politicians to fix. Politicians are just there for money. Mm. If, I, if I look at all our politicians, there's maybe two political parties that I think that, that perhaps could run our country. Mm. The rest are there just to see what they can yeah. make out of it. Yeah. So, um, and please don't think it's the DA that I'm talking about because, you know, they, <laughs> they, they was, I'm not. Because I'm pink, people think I must vote for them. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't vote for those type of parties. Mm. But the fact is this. We as the nation need to stand up and say, okay, now yeah. we've had enough. Yeah. We've had enough. This government itself has pushed this nation into a corner. Mm. When you when you push someone into a corner and you're stronger than them and you keep pushing, one day they're going to say, okay, it's now true. we've had enough. It's true. And and I don't want to see violence in my country. Yeah, I, I don't like it. But I think it's coming to a point where people are starting to recognize and say, listen, mm. all these social issues that we're having is because of what? Because we haven't got the, the systems in place. Mm. We haven't got the correct policing. We haven't got enough traffic. We haven't got enough people looking yeah. at people just building like they want. Yeah. And once you allow society to get away with urinating in the street, drunk driving, People start to take advantage of that. If you just look at how people are driving. It's a culture. It's created. lawlessness. Yeah. So that will start. If you're lawless on the road, what is happening in your house? Yeah. You know? So, yeah, um, I, I pray and I say, Lord, raise up some men. And I'm talking about young men. And yeah. say, okay, guys, come, let's do something here. Mm. Um, and the thing is, you, you always say, yeah, well, we've got, let's get one guy. We're gonna, it's not going to work like mm. that. You need a hundred young men in a hundred in your neighborhood and say, okay, come, let's do something. Yeah. I drive through my neighborhood. I stand and talk to the young men there. All got matric pass rates. Some of them have had third year degree at WITS or whatever. Mm. There's no work. No work. So what do they do? They sit, smoke hookah pop, That's wait it. for the girls to come home from school <laughs> and, and do what happens. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's why the, the pregnancy rate amongst teenagers is so high. Mm. So we as the nation, and I'm, I'm saying we, we need to do something. Yeah. We, we need to do something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, lo I love the, the, the picture you portrayed when you went to one of the township. Yes. Almost said Ekasi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I noticed there's a place in Congo, it's called Likasi. Likasi, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something that has been occurring in my mind. <laughs> so I thought maybe the whole Ekasi thing come from Congo. Who knows? <laughs> you know, so um, um, it, it's very interesting what you spoke about. People, they need to understand their responsibility. Yeah. And it, it's one thing that I've, I, I, I've noticed that the government has actually taken 
uh, uh, people's roles away from from them you know and it, it's trying to do what people are supposed to be doing and i don't think that's actually leadership because now it's like they understand people if then we allow a culture that will sort of you know give you a platform to do what you want yeah then you will vote for us that's so it. it's it, it's not really there to say i want to lead you you know but it, it, they're actually there to say i want you to help me by keeping me in my position in power so i th- i think um if you don't know where you're from then you don't know where you're going to absolutely and most of us as as, as south african people we don't understand even our cultures we say we are south african people you know when you when you preach the gospel to people and they like you know i believe in ancestors but when you sit down sure. it's like you know tell me about your ancestors tell me about your culture and you you just notice this person doesn't even know what he's no saying idea. you know so i feel like somehow we have to be specific as 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 as, as, as a as a christian if i can use that term even though it's not that popular in the bible <laughs> but uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so as a, as a as a as a christian i believe being in south africa i need to be a student of africa of the african history while i'm being governed by the kingdom principles you know so that i don't end up practicing these things but the reason I'm a student is so that I can see how things were structured before. Because mm. what what you said about going to township and how they they started building, you know, uh, uh, walls for protection, yeah. you know, putting things into pl- uh, place, processes. It's exactly what used to happen long time in 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 africa so look at this whole thing about a mountain initiation mm. you know i don't agree with it but there's so much to learn from it because yeah. that thing used to be for a year but if you sure. think about why did they teach people what happened when they will take people for a year and what would happen is that they would teach these kids their responsibilities because they were culture yeah there were wars between the tribes so you know when you you look at the movies like movies from rome from uh uh, different places how these guys will be learning how to fight that's exactly what they used to teach their kids because they will say you have a responsibility of protecting your family they will go with with seed to teach them how to farm because you have to provide as a man for your kids sure. they will te- they will go with a uh, 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 cows because they have to they need to know how to get milk so now when you start thinking about those things like no man all that is actually lost we don't have that a- a- at all now the i mean law. Gro- natural law yeah so growing up in in eastern cape uh, i was a boy <laughs> <laughs> so we we used to steal pictures and all those things <laughs> And when the community finds us, Eish. guess what happens? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not talking. Uh, this was an African community, yeah. but it's not being practiced here, you know, because we're always trying to be to compete with other countries, but we don't see that we end up being puppets and we're losing our own values. So I must tell you something. In 1986, mm. 87, and 88, I used to work in Soweto. Mm. I was in the military. And I worked in Soweto. I was 21, 22 years old when I yeah. And the old Magogos used to come to me and say, Sergeant, please, please, you come come to my side. I'll go there. And then they have the young young man there, maybe 16, 17 mm. years old. 
They said, please give this boy a ID. Mm. Now, I, wasn't, I didn't have that in me to do that. But the lady that was with me, <laughs> mm. she had it in her. She was a Zulu lady. Okay? She used to beat them. Eh? Mm. And then next month we got past there. Everything is okay. I know he's all right. Because <laughs> <laughs> she threatened them and said, listen, yeah. the young boy stealing from her, his, his mm. own grandmother. And um, I learned so much in that time. Even though I was, if you want to take it, the enemy of them, mm. the, of, of those people that a lot of them never saw me as that. I used to eat there, they, what they call Ubuntu. I experienced it there. Because mm. the older ladies knew when, I, when we came into that township, the Tsotsis were nowhere to be found. Mm. So, so I experienced uh, a thing that I never ever thought. Yeah. At the end of the year, the area that I worked, and I won't say the name, but where I worked, at the end of the year, they bought me a bottle of white horse whiskey. Mm. Now, I, don't, I didn't drink, mm. but a bottle of white horse whiskey was big money. Mm. And they bought that for me to say thank you for what I did in the community. Sure. So that is called Ubuntu. Yeah. I understand it. I, they wouldn't want you to go. No, we're making chicken, sit, eat, pop. Uh, till today, my favorite thing is, is African pop. Mm. And, and uh, sorry to my wife, but she can't make it like the townships make mm. it. It's on a fire in a pot that's proper they could <laughs> and it's ubuntu mm. i experienced that but the, the we've lost that the with the way we're living now we've lost it everybody's worried about themselves yeah and everybody's worried about the weekend what mm. we're going to drink how we're going to dress how we're going to put they're not worried about the safety and it's going to come to a point in specifically in 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 the neighborhoods where mm. there's houses mm. if we don't do that you're going to be in big 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 trouble yeah we need to do something um, it needs to be that a child, when a little girl's getting raped or molested or something, that the community goes yeah. and says, let's fix this. Because yeah. we're waiting for the police. They snowed under. If you look at the murder dockets that some of these detectives have got, mm. you go in the office, it's just piles of stuff. He cannot. Mm. In, in London or America, one detective gets one case. Yeah, mm. our detectives get 40, 50 Ooh. cases. Yeah. He's overwhelmed. The emotional stuff they've got to deal with, the p things they've got to see. We cannot rely on the police mm. anymore. There's some amazing policemen. Mm. They're just not getting the backing mm. that they need. Mm. The communities need to start to stand together. Mm. And you'll find a lot of these issues that I spoke about. Teenage pregnancies. They said um, in, in over COVID, there were uh, 23,000 mm. teenagers that gave birth, okay? Where usually there's only 14. So the government's saying, yeah, usually there's only 14. Mm. This time, oh, we went high, 23. There shouldn't be 14,000 in the first place. From 14,000 to 23,000, they're looking at the 14 as if it's okay. 14,000 girls giving pregnancy before they even come out of school. Mm. That is ridiculous. Every year. Do you know what's sad with that? Apparently, um, from 10 to 12, yeah. kids actually gave birth Having to birth. 600 kids. Yes. And we... we we're not shocked, eh? We tell people, I say, oh, that's terrible. Well, what have you done about it? Mm. Have, you, have you started to do something? Mm. You, know? Oh, you know, in our area, there's so many kids who got no work. They're in the streets. Have you done something? Mm. Have you started a project? Yeah. Um, it's time that people start to do something in, yeah. our, in our nation. Yeah. Forget political parties. They're mm. not going to do what we think they're going to yeah. do. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so um, I, I just pray that people in South Africa, young Christian men, Christian women, get a vision. Mm. Start, you know what? So many young people speak to me. They don't want to do the menial jobs. Do something for somebody for nothing. Mm. Clean a yard for nothing. It might lead to a job. Make 50 rand a day. Do something. Get up. Get your neighborhood together. Get all the youth together and say, we're going to start securing a mm. neighborhood. Do something for somebody and it'll develop into a job. Yeah. So yeah, uh, time's up and uh, we'll see you next week. It's PK and my friend Luando. Time's up. Ciao, ciao. Yeah. Active FM. Radio has never been better.